0: I want to talk to you about shifting because in 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 this next seven days, I have an expectation that something's gonna shift in my life. And I I believe that's the era we're living in. And if we can use our faith for that, I believe that can happen. Y'all okay? So at the top of your page, just write shift exclamation point. Just write it up there, shift. If this is a command, it's not a question, it's not an idea. It's not a concept; it is a command that I am saying to myself. I have to shift. I, ha- I have to shift in some ways that may be challenging for me, but it's time that I do it. So here, here are the declarations. They'll put them all up on the screen. These are simply declarations that, as I was talking last week uh, about 5782, and I was talking spiritually what the numbers mean. These are the practicalities. These are these are the practicalities of what's coming. Were we able to get them all? Oh, I guess we were able to get them all up on one screen. Awesome job, guys. So here here's what's happening, and you gotta understand what's happening, or you won't, you won't. Okay, number one, let me give you an instance. So new boundaries will be set in the next few months. New boundaries. What I'm saying is there are gonna be no limits. All the boundaries that have been over your life, they're gonna be reset now. You just finished something big, and now God's going to show you something bigger than what you just finished. He's resetting it. He's he's resetting what your business did. He's resetting your education goals. He's resetting what you thought about your family. You were excited about what God showed you January 1, but in the next few months, he's just going to reset that. You thought your family was going to do that, but now I'm going to lift you up here. He's going to reset, and this is why I'm telling you this, because if you get into rooms, I don't know. I don't know how many of you have ever done this before. Have you ever walked into a hotel, a museum, or a building? Uh, The first time my kids walked into uh, 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 NBC Suites, and you walked into the center and you could see all the way up, see those high ceilings can throw you off. I didn't make sense. If you walk into a room where the ceilings are higher than you're used to, it can throw you off. It can be intimidating. It's so much. So when you get to no limits and no boundaries, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like a ceiling going floors above you all of a sudden so you can feel small. I don't want you to feel small. I want you to understand when you get in that room. Oh, we talked about this. Am I making sense? Number two, new alliances and enterprises are coming. Don't weep over things that closed. New alliances, new relationships. You, you're going to start to meet people who can really help you. Some people don't, they, they, they may come across like they don't like you. Don't get stuck in that. Don't get stuck in that. They're just a time when there's a time, there's a time and a need for new alliances. Because everyone, everybody I like, I can't help. And everybody that likes me can't help me, right? So I need some new alliances for these limits, these limits that are getting ready to be broken in my life. I need some people around me that said, Martin, don't do that. Mm-mm, don't touch that one. Go here, do that. Do you have experience with this, Martin? No, I don't. Show me what to do in this case. You make, am I making sense? Number three, I'm telling you right now, governmental powers are getting ready to shift. They're falling apart now. But any system on earth that had rulership over you is getting ready to fall. And if it doesn't fall out there, it's going to fall in here with you. You're going to get over it. You're going to be done with that. You're like, I don't know what that is, but that's not what I'm doing. Making sense? Number four, your sons and your daughters will rise and be restored. I don't care if you, I don't care where your baby is. I don't care where he is. He could be locked up. I don't care where she is. She could be on Skid Row in LA. It doesn't make any difference to God at all. Your children are going to be restored. Your babies are going to get vision for what the family's doing. God's getting ready to give revelation into your house. Because he needs your family for this. Tell that man next to you stay with that girl, boy. Stay with that girl. I said, "Say to the man next to you, if he married, say, "Stay with that girl." You ain't got no girl yet. Tell the other brothers, "Get a good one, boy." <laughs> Number five: the gospel of the kingdom right now is not just going to be preached. It's going to be seen. It's going to be felt. You're going to live in it. You're going to eat it. You're going to experience it. It won't be a gospel that's ethereal. It will become a reality in your life. Moving on. Say moving on. Now, that's the prophetic view of what's getting ready to happen. Happening now. So say this with me. This is, this is a great time for me. Say it again. This is a great time for me. Time. I've got opportunities, me got opportunities in front of me I have to take. All right, good. So let's get into this shift part of it. I want to tell you a, a little story about one of my favorite. Now, I wrote this book 20 years ago this year. 20 years ago. I wrote this book at 39. 39. 39. At 39, I wrote this book because I wanted to figure out who I was. I was lost. I'd come to a period in my life where I was trying to figure out what do I do next? How do I get there? So I had to study for me, and my wife encouraged me to put it. This is is my first book. We wrote a book together, All Marriage is Not Created Equal. But this is the first one I wrote myself in my whole life. So once I was done with my notes, she said, I'll turn it into a book for you. Tell that boy, get a good one now, get a good one now, get a good one. That's Mississippi for get a good one. So she, she, she put it in this, uh, she put it in the book form. Y'all know me, I don't write a whole bunch. It's thin, take me about two hours to read. Probably some of y'all probably take y'all 30 minutes, right? But it is lessons in development using the story of Gideon. And if you'd like to pick this up, you can go to the website, my website, or I think there may be even a couple out in the lobby today that you can get, right, Pastor Nell? If you want to get it and use it this week, you can. I want to pick out some excerpts from this book, Exhale, to talk to you. So listen to this story. The children of Israel have gotten themselves into a pickle because they couldn't believe God and do what he said. Now they're given over to a country called the Midianites. The Midianites were ruthless, and they had systems in which to oppress, suppress, and keep people there. They had a system for it. Now they are coming to Israel every year during harvest, not to plant, not to water, but to steal. They wouldn't plant, they wouldn't water, but once the harvest was ready... The Midianites would come in with all their people, all their camels and everything, and eat the harvest. They would eat it all. The children of Israel are now living in caves, hiding from the Midianites. They are so demolished and suppressed and oppressed that they they are now cave dwellers and not even really living and seeing the sunshine of day. That's where they are. And now there is no wine in the wine press. And a little guy named Gideon is in the wine press where he should be pressing grapes. And he is threshing wheat. He is beating the wheat on stones, separating the wheat from the the stalk. And then they're winnowing, separating the, the wheat from the chaffs. That's where he is. When the people of God cry out, they say, God, we need something to move. We need a shift in what's happening in our life. We need, we need something big. We're ready to hear your voice and do what you say. We need something to move from where it's been. It may have been hundreds of years since we've been here, but I'm ready for something else. Right? Right? I'm ready for something else at a higher level. I'm too old to be making mistakes now, though. Because if I make a mistake now, it's going to take me 20 years to get over it. <laughs> then I'm going to be out of here. So we, we need you to come talk to us. So when they decided they wanted God to come and talk to them, God didn't come talk to them. When they cried out to God, God, Come and come to us and give us answers. God did not come to them. He came to one guy. Here's what here's here's what it says when God when God came to him. Watch this now. It says it says the angel of the Lord came and sat under the timber tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Ezra's right. While Joash's son, his name is Gideon, he's threshing wheat in the wine press. Whole nother sermon. When you are threshing wheat in a wine press, your life's in trouble. That means there's no more wine. Wine is a symbol of joy. Wine is a symbol of peace. Wine is a symbol of prosperity. When you're threshing wheat, which is food, which is your sustenance... And there's no joy in your life. This is an issue. Another sermon. He finds him threshing wheat and not drinking wine. Here's what he says to him. Well, you got to remember, he was hiding it from the Midianites. Because if the Midianites had found him threshing wheat... They would have taken that hammer too. <laughs> they would have taken anything they could find. But here's what God says to him, quickly. The Lord, listen to what he says. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, what did he say? The Lord is, the Lord is with you. Okay, there are some issues here, right? You're a mighty man of valor and I'm with you. Here's the first point I want you to understand this week. Pay attention to it. And that is, the Lord is with you wherever you are right now. You don't have to be in a perfect place for God to start talking to you. For God to come to you, shake you, talk to you about your life. You don't have to be, you know why? Because because the, the, the honest truth is, the honest truth is, what you're doing right now isn't really who you are. This is how God sees you. This is how how God sees you. He sees you where you are, but he never talks to you about where you are. When he comes to you, he always talks to you about who you are. And any one of us who comes to you and spends most of our time talking to you about where you are, we don't know you yet. We don't understand that you're more than where you're at. You're more than what you're doing. You're going to experience more than you are experiencing. So here's here's the point. Did y'all get my point? What you are doing and who you are is different. There are a lot of people doing stuff that eventually they're not going to be doing. They're going to get better. They're going to grow. They're going to find someone who can influence them to help them out. Hopefully that's you. Right? Hopefully you get into some relationships with people who can really help you. Not just be mad at you all the time. So now, you got to understand that when God, say this with me, when God talks to me, no, 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 don't say that. You got to watch our words. This is what I want you to say. Anybody who's talking to me all the time about where I am and what I'm doing now, they ain't no good for me. They aren't any good for me. Because if all they want to talk to me, you know, simple people talk up, they gossip. Simple people talk about people they don't want to talk to face to face. More dynamic people talk about processes. More dynamic people, they don't talk about people. They talk about processes. But when you really mature, all you talk about is ideas. And if they stuck on where you stuck at, the way to get unstuck is not with that. This this is too much leadership for you, ain't it? What are y'all doing? Y'all waiting on the rapture here? Y'all ready to go? Tell your neighbor, unpack. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You fixing to stay right here. You're going to have to deal with you. Me too. So I don't want to be by myself dealing with myself. I want to see you going through something too. No, kidding. Okay, so now here we go. Second point, quickly. Second point. Your strength is not in your past because as soon as God comes to start talking to you about what he wants you to do, you go where Gideon went. Where did Gideon go? Read what Gideon said. Gideon Gideon said to him, because God just told him, you're a man of valor. I'm going to deliver Israel by you. And he says, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all these things happened to us? Where are all his miracles, which are which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. He's saying now, God, here's the issue. The issue is my mama and daddy told us about their mama and daddy who told us about their mama and daddy who told us about their mama and daddy who said, You brought us out of Egypt, you were going to be with us, and you haven't been with us forever. You've forsaken us, you've not answered any of our prayers, things are getting worse generation after generation. Surely God is getting ready to explain himself. Surely God is going to say, see what happened was. What happened was 400 years ago or 200 years ago, your people did this, and then they did that, and then this is what happened. So Gideon can understand. So that Gideon can understand his past. So that Gideon can figure out this is where we were and now this is where we are. That's what God's getting ready to do, right? He's getting ready to make sure we understand. I was with you, right? I was with you when you fell off the bicycle. I was with you when that relationship broke. I was with you when you lost your first million. I was, that's what God's getting ready to do, right? No, because he don't care. He has no interest in helping you understand what happened. Why are you living in the bottom of your hourglass? You can't get that saying back. Well, I'll prove it to you. Because God told me this 20 years ago. He said, boy, what are you doing? Why do you keep talking about that? This is what God said. You read it with me. Then the Lord... What did he do? He turned to him. And what did he say? Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? You can't send someone back to the past. You can only send a person into their future. Okay, when your head's not down, it means you're not writing. We can't we can't send you into your past cuz you can't do anything back there. But we can send you into your future. Because that you have control over. You have control over what happens this afternoon. You can't go back and unburn the grits last Sunday's breakfast. Y'all don't do they don't know nothing about Christmas grits and <laughs> You, you, can't, you can't go back and redo the omelets. That's done. Now, if you mess up the omelets tomorrow, <laughs> that's an issue. So we send you into your tomorrow. That's what God does here. Put up my point there. Put up my point. This is the point I want you to write down on this one. God doesn't want you to go back. He wants you to expect now. Because tomorrow you also can't control. You can live in the bottom of your hourglass, but you can also spend all your time on the top with a future you haven't molded yet. Gideon, you're right here with me right now. I don't want to talk about that, how I wasn't with your family or wasn't with your people. I want to tell you To go into your future, tell yourself, I got to go into my future. I have to shift now. I have to shift now. I have to shift now. I got to find a will inside myself to make the shifts I need to make. Tell your neighbor, please don't go back. Don't don't go back, though. Don't go back to something you left. (laughs) Don't go back to something that never served you. Jesus said, why would you go back to your own vomit? Hey, 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 my God. Tell your neighbor, you already ate that. <laughs> Can I teach you this morning? Yes. See, that look on your face is what God be like. I said, don't go back to your own vomit. You're like, ooh, vomit. God's like, yeah, why? Why do you keep eating those words from others? Why, why do you let people hang stuff over your head that they should have fixed 20 years ago? Number 3 <laughs> This is a big one. It was for me. Your issues are not a roadblock for God. All right now. We're spending too much time on our personal mm-hmm. issues. You've made mistakes. Slap the person next to you if you think they haven't. Some of us have made big ones. Why would you spend your time there? In your mistakes. Who has time for that? Can, can, I, can I ask you to do something? Divorce yourself from this the system that some call Christianity. I am Christ-like, but there's some junk in there I can't deal with. I can't deal with a tyrannical God. I, I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with a God who's okay with somebody being wealthy and not me. I'm not okay with him. I'm I, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with the system. That keeps me looking back yes. while the rulers in that system look forward. Yeah, yeah. On, That's right. That's my God. I'm not trying to do that to me or my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't lead you differently than I lead my own house. Yes, we are free people. Amen. We're wise too though. Yeah. Freedom is not synonymous with stupid. I'm free so let me kill myself. Am I making sense? You better give me the scripture, girl. Come on, help me out. Gideon wants to talk to God about three things. He still has an issue. His issue is this. Now, Lord, I really can't shift in my leadership. I can't go up a level. I can't go up a level because I got these three issues. First of all, my clan, he got a cultural problem. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I'm in the Manasseh nation, but my clan is weak. He's got a cultural problem, he's got a social problem that he wants to talk to God about. Uh oh, y'all don't see it. Then he brings up his psychosis. What's his psychosis? I'm the least in my family. Don't nobody like me. I'm the runt. I'm the worthless one. Come on, come on, come on. I'm the one that nobody believes in in my family. My mama didn't even like me. My daddy just owned me. Nobody's reached. Nobody's helped me. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm the least. He wants to talk about his issues. And you know God's getting ready to say, Oh, come here. Let me just love you. I called you as a baby. I saw you. I was there. You have never been by yourself. That's what God is saying. Your social issues are not an issue to God. Get rid of that. Play stuff. Everybody wants you to be playing this game. That doesn't even bother you. Ignore it go on about your business. (laughs) His social issue, his issue with himself, and his issue with his nation. God told me, Martin, none of those are your issues. And you'll never get, and I understand it now, I understand it now, you will never get where I'm sending you Until you shift out of this way of thinking. But here's the scripture. And God said to him, what did God say? What does he say? What did he say? Did he talk about his issues? Did he talk about his color skin? Did he talk about his political views? Did he talk about his nation? Y'all, the nose got further down. At first, y'all said no. Then y'all said no. You said "Hmm." no. Because none of those issues matter to God. They shouldn't matter to people. I don't need another king. I don't need a mayor. I don't need a senator. I don't need a president. I have a king. He rolls over all of it. All of it. Maybe I need an organ or something, Chad. I should preach that. Ha! Maybe if we hack that one out, we can get something. <laughs> They're looking at me like, what is he talking about? When was the last time you voted for yourself? now just check the box i said right now check it check the box i'm voting for me i'm finna vote for what god told me i'm finna vote for the family that's with me i'm fixing to vote for the assignment on my life i'm fixing to vote for the anointing on my life i'm fixing to vote for anybody who wants to vote for themselves it's up to them what's my next point you need to write this one down because you need to understand it for your next it's gonna be so big it's not gonna be you doing it anyway remember that this week when your stomach reaches up from your colon and says, you stupid idiot. They're going to be like, Schmigo, you're trying to murder us. (laughs) You're going to have to talk back to that and say, "I'm, I'm not really doing this anyway. This thing that's in my heart and in my head is too big for me anyway. Here's what I know about your body. Let me throw this in. Your body will say, my, my college track coach said, uh, you came out of high school, okay? You were number six in the state. You're number six in the state. But he said, at this college, I got to take you to the next level. And I said, sure, yeah, coach, let's go. <laughs> First practice, I was vomiting, throwing up, uh, cramps, everything. I said, what was that? He said, that was your brain. I said, that ain't my brain. That's real vomit on the on the ground, right? You hear know what I'm saying? That ain't my brain. That ain't my brain. He said, I said, that's my hamstring. That's my he said, that's not what it is. He says, it's your mind. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna push your mind so it knows it's unlimited. So your mind will push your body. And once your mind starts pushing your body, your time's gonna come down. And most human beings are not willing to be in the place where their bodies become challenged by their mind. But your mind has to become stronger than your body. Any athletes in here, any military folks in here, anybody tried to do something, you, your mind while you were running, your body said, I'm about to fall out. And your mind said, you better not fall out. I'm going to kick your butt if you fall out. You're going to keep running. And right now, your mind's got to be challenged. Your attitude about yourself has to be challenged. Your muscle doesn't know how much weight it can lift. But your mind can break the limits off it so it can keep trying. And what they want you in is a psychosis stupor where you just go to sleep and eat bonbons and watch everything and on social media turn that crap off this week unless it's lifting you up did I read that scripture go back to that scripture on three right I read the point though okay okay you won't be doing it anyway because God says I'm with you I'm with you. Okay, go. Is this my last point? (laughs) It's number four. Okay, so I got two more. Number four, replace your idols with altars. Next seven days, you're going to find out what your God is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that God's going to call out to you. So say, so you better get back over here. Replace them. Now watch this. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, what? Take your father's young bull, the second bull of the seventh year old. Don't want to get into that. And tear down the altar bell, right? Te- tear down the altar bell, right? Your father has one. Cut down the altar with wooden images that is beside it. And, verse 26... And build an altar to the Lord, your God, on top of this rock in the proper arrangement. And take the second bull and then offer him a burnt sacrifice with the wood and the image which you shall cut down. This is crazy. His daddy built an altar to Baal, which is one of the reasons God wasn't with him. They were idol worshiping. You never turn into the idols that are created in the country you live. All I've been to 15 nations. Some of them I've been over 10 times. Some nations I go to. Some nations I go to, I get there. They want me to preach the kingdom. And I'm like, glad to do it. Then they want to take me to a ceremony. Once I was at a place, I preached the kingdom. People got saved and delivered and healed. And they wanted me to go to a ceremony. And at the ceremony, when I walked up, there was a goat on, on, on a thing. Goat. Alive. Tied up. First, I'm thinking, Lord Jesus, they get getting ready to eat us. Secondly, I thought, uh, <laughs> Secondly, I thought, Martin, there are lots of people out here. Don't mess up. Don't say nothing. Just, just go along with this. Your wife is standing here. Y'all need to go home to your children. Second thing I thought. Third thing I thought was, what are they getting ready to do to this poor goat? The pastor came out dressed in a robe, just like Old Testament. This is not in America. He had a machete. So I look at the goat and I'm like, he doesn't understand. That goat is not just going to lay down and let him sacrifice him. This is just not going to happen. Sure enough, I didn't say anything. He swung at that goat one time, and that goat towed that altar down. <laughs> that goat towed that altar down, came out of the ropes, and ran away. I said, thank you, Jesus. Then one of the elders asked in their language, and my interpreter asked me, is this the right thing for us to do? And I said, I taught the kingdom. I said, your apostle's in charge. So he asked, is this the right thing for us to do? And the apostle said, I don't know. So the apostle asked me. I said, Jesus died once. Hayabasa. And there is no blood of a goat. There's no blood of a goat, sir, that's going to save you. I said, Jesus was the king of kings. He was both human and God, and he died for you. The blood of that goat is nothing. You have the blood of royalty in you, you have the blood of the Savior in you, you have the blood of a man who lived on earth without sin in you. We don't need a goat. Just 60 seconds. I don't really need a goat. I, I, I have the king of kings who gave his life for me. What am I really afraid of? What am I running from? Why am I so broken? Why am I so lost? I, I mean a real king. I'm, I'm talking about... The king himself That man went and preached to the whole neighborhood And that night there were over 2,000 people From the villages That came to church Eyes were open, Limbs were healed People were baptized in the Holy Spirit And I didn't say a word He preached it He preached it He said I'm telling you I heard something that the missionaries never told me Okay I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm suspicious of these missionaries who go around the world and sell people Christianity and never tell them about the king. Leaving you with their Catholic rituals with no power because they don't want you to know who you are. I just want to hold your face in my hands and just tell you you're the precious of God you're the precious of his love for you no matter where you are no matter what's going on he holds you in his arms I wish I could tell you but I don't know I'm too ignorant, dumb and I just don't know I don't know but there's something in you called the Holy Spirit he knows, he knows you He knows God. He wants to connect you to him. They introduced me to the missionary. And the missionary said, your church can sponsor us too. And I asked him. I said, you better get everybody out of the room. Get them out. Get them out of the room. He said, why? I said, because I got to talk to you. He says, well, what it's going to be about. I said, you better get them out of the room. He didn't get him out of the room. And I told him, I told him, you are a farce, you are a liar. The Bible says you go around the world to make believers. And you make them twice as hell as you are. You leave them a Bible and take their land. This is not kingdom at all. And I'm going to tell you to your face. Well, this is dangerous, pastor. You're in our country. This is what we do. I said as the Lord liveth. And as the king dieth. If me and my wife have to die here. Because we're telling you the truth. We're ready to die. I will not be a part. Of you telling men. That they're small in God's eyes. And subjugating your women. Women walking around here. The men in this village look like they just jumped off a GQ magazine. The men and the women look like broke down, tore down. Their hair not fixed. They're wearing no raggedy clothes. Okay. You can tell a nation and how it thinks by how it treats his women. Ignorant nations subjugate their women. Don't allow them to vote. Don't allow them to have power. Don't allow them to have leadership. They can't go to school, can't own companies. Dumbest thing I ever heard. So I want you ladies, I want you to shift. Say it with me ladies, shift. Say ladies, I gotta shift, I gotta shift. I gotta shift in myself. I gotta shift to another level of leadership. There's nobody in the world, I don't care who he is, he does not know you. Nobody knows you except the one who. So you don't ever give that to someone else. You don't ever give creation to someone else. You don't ever get ideas to someone else. You never give that to someone else. That's yours. by right. Okay, my wife starts singing. I'm going to be in trouble. So, watch this now. An idol is the person or thing you worship instead of God. It's the thing you worship instead of worshiping Him. You're going to find that out. You may already know. That's an idol. Something you built, it's an image or it's a person, it's something. And you built and now you worship them, you you worship them, you bow. You give yourself. But an altar is different. An altar, according to what the, the example Gideon used, an altar is a place of sacrifice. The altar is a place of sacrifice. I would say it's the place of living sacrifice, not dying. We don't kill things, we don't kill people. We don't have to dedicate our babies to God. We don't have to, like Moloch and like the Mayans and others, we don't have to throw our babies in a fire to please God. Ridiculous. Desperate. We don't ever sacrifice our children, but we must sacrifice ourselves. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be conformed by the transforming of your mind. So that then, only by transforming your mind, will you know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Which level do you want to live in? Good, acceptable, or perfect? What level do you want to live in? Good, acceptable, or perfect? Do you just want to be good? I'm good. Do you want to be acceptable? God says, I'll set that. Or do you want to be perfect? Perfect then say to your neighbor, you got to shift. shift. Embrace. 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 Say embrace. embrace. Say fall in, fall in love with. Wrap your arm around. Kiss. Hug it. Embrace your significance. Kiss it. Love it. Fall in love with your significance in this world. Stop looking at other people. Somebody ought to write a rap song. There's probably one out there already. I got to fall in love with me. I can't love you till I do that. Love yourself then love your neighbor. You hate your neighbor because you hate yourself. Some people are wondering why I don't argue when they're arguing with me. I'm in a lot of rooms. A lot of them. and Some of them wonder why I'm in the room. I don't know why I'm in the room. Don't ask me. The ceilings are too high for me in here. I don't know. But why won't you argue? This is just fascinating. I love hearing the conversation. You mean you're not upset? Upset about what? (laughs) I have nothing to be upset about. I have nothing to be afraid of. We're just having a conversation about business, aren't we? How did it shift to that? By the way, I want to know what the return is on this investment, that's what I want to know. I don't want to know nothing about that stuff y'all talking about. don't affect me at all. You're interesting and different. I said I told you that when I walked in. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Everything doesn't need a response from you. And no is a full book. <laughs> no is the title. No is the chapters. No. <laughs> no is the conclusion. No, is the cover. Where my scripture at, though? (laughs) Did I read the scripture five? I did. It's not them, it's me, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Read this Yeah, read this one. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. Keep going. But the spirit came upon him and what did he do? He blew the trumpet and his enemies, the Abedrites. You see it, don't you? Then he sent messengers. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh. That's his homeland. Okay. He sent messengers to his village who didn't like him, didn't respect him, didn't honor him. And what happened to them? Who also gathered behind him. People who don't understand you will soon. They gathered behind him. He also sent messengers. to Everybody follow him. Go back to the other verse. Here is what he did though that changed everything. He blew the trumpet right in your notes. The trumpet. He blew the trumpet, not a trumpet. The trumpet. What is the trumpet? The trumpet is a personal one. You guys have seen shofars, right? Three and a half, four feet, five feet long. They're going to put a picture up of this one, though, because it's only about nine to 12 inches. It's only about nine to 12 inches. They're going to put it up for you. They're gonna put it up for you so you can see it. It's coming. It was up there? Okay, they're gonna put it back up there because I, w- I want to describe it to you. This is not the Shadamite this this is not the this is not the Shunammite shofar for the nation. This is a small one for you. All right, all right, all right. Every person in Israel still has one. Anybody here who's traveled or has Israeli or Hebrew ancestry, they all have one at their house. Because this is your horn. A little boy didn't have a cell phone. He had a horn. So when he was a mile away with the sheep, his mother could blow her horn. There could be thousands of horns blowing. But he knew his mother's horn. When he would blow back, she knew his horn. They can literally talk to one another with their horn. They resonated together. That's so good, my God! And because he's been blowing on it since it was given to him at eight months, on the day you weaned them, on the day you circumcised them, you give him a horn. So everybody in the family, the neighborhood, everybody knows. Oh, that's Benny over there. That's Joyce over there. Hey, Becky, you know Joyce is trying to call you? Because everybody had an individual horn that resonated with their family, and it resonated to the nation. So he could go toot, 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 this is Gideon. Toot, 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 God called me to release our people from bondage. Toot, 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 I'm calling you to come and help me. They start tooting back, toot, 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 we own our way. Toot, 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 what took you so long? (laughs) You have a horn, your voice. And while life is beating you up, you're standing there taking the punches. Don't take the punches, start talking. Start talking. I love it. I got the picture everywhere. My office, my home office, everywhere. I got the picture of Muhammad Ali. People don't understand all they say about Muhammad Ali when he knocked out Liston. All they say when, when he do that, he says, what's my name? But he said something after that. He said, I told you I was coming. I told you. I told you I was coming. While you were out there talking, talking to Everybody. I was in the bottom of the pool, shadow boxing. I got some innovation in my training. I started running backwards. I started doing stuff that was weird to everybody else because once I got in the ring with you, I knew once i knock you out, everybody would want to know me. He started talking. He, people said, he need to be quiet. He needs to stop talking, bragging on himself. He, didn't, he, need to shut, he need to shut up, sit down. And he said, I talk a lot. Because I know if I talk a lot, I got I to back it up. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you need to start talking. You got to blow your own horn. You got to fix up that resume. Stop hiding what you really do. You don't have to be scared of the banker. He can't take your money. Tell the banker, I want this $5 million building. I don't know how I'm going to work it out, but I'm tooting my own horn. I'm letting everybody know. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you really? Where have you been hiding, really? Are you really on that job to do that job? Or are you called to do something else? You got to blow your own trumpet. You got to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is where I'm going. These are my gifts. This is my calling. And if anybody tells you, shut your mouth. Say, I got my horn. What am I supposed to do with it? I got to blow my, I got a good business. Everybody needs to know. I can sing everybody needs to know I am gifted and everybody needs to know so you're tooting your own horn get some attitude on you in church and say yeah I got a horn to toot I'm telling you you waiting for that man you waiting for that man and you see him all the time dress a little different when you are around him put on a little something something Tell all the other flies, I'm not trying to attract a fly. Keep flying. It's this man I might be interested in. We'll just see. I'm going to figure out what kind of perfume he likes. You got a girlfriend, let her walk behind you. While you walk in front of him with that perfume on, ask your girlfriend to look. Did he look at me? Is he paying attention? Oh, now, y'all looking at me like, oh, you want to be aggressive? Be assertive. If you're going to be out there, be out there. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous. You don't have to wait for him. Men are stupid. They can't see nothing. They don't see it till they smell it or see it till they, the girl says something, it's like, ooh, what was that? And when he approaches you, don't be like, I'm not the prettiest girl in the office. I couldn't lose some weight. Shut up! He done seen all of them. Some of them he seen too much of them. Five. When you're spiritual, please write this down, when you're spiritual, you don't have to move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! When you when when you understand when you shift and you blow your trumpet, next everything needed will gather to you. The days of you running around trying to get the connections. Trying to get people to like you. Trying to get the open door. Those days are over when you shift. All you do is put yourself out there. Blow your trumpet. And watch everything. If I could dance, I would just dance all day. And just watch Everything coming into my life everything, everybody once I let my voice out in privacy in my bedroom, in my chamber whatever I'm saying about myself on social media, on my website once I put that out there people, opportunities just start coming to me stand still and watch over the next few days opportunities just come to you can y'all receive that? When it comes, what you gonna do? Come on, talk to me. When they come, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come? When they come, what you gonna do? What you gonna do with the ones you might think are too big? What you gonna do with the ones you think might be too hard? What you gonna do with the ones you think that nobody's gonna like it when you do it? What are you gonna do with the ones that may be over your head? What are you gonna do with the ones that everybody's been telling you would never happen? What are you gonna do with the ones that scared the living daylights out of you? What are you gonna do when it comes? say it because I've shifted I'm gonna take every opportunity every last one of them that comes into my grasp I'm gonna grab hold of it I'm not gonna let anything slip through my fingers even if I don't know how even if I don't have help I'm not gonna let it slip through my fingers if God gives me something He's going to give me somebody. I said to a friend, I said to a friend a few years ago, I said, you don't want to leave me now. He said, yeah, I think so. Years ago, he called me the other day. He says, man, I didn't know it was getting ready to happen to you. I didn't know. I heard you bought that building on 24th Street. Yeah. I bought it. You bought it? Yeah. Me and my family. We own a lot of land. We're getting ready to develop. He says, I didn't see that coming. I said, I tried to tell you. Tried to tell you I was holding a spot for you. When it came, I just asked my wife how you feel. She said, what God tell you? I said, I didn't hear no word from God. God didn't tell me. My wife said, that's all right. How do you feel? I said, I feel I ought to take it. She said, what you sitting here for? <laughs> get you a good one, boy. Don't get no unsecure, scared girl. So we did it. Now. The door is open. Say, there's a a whole lot more coming. This is all you need, then. You need your voice, your trumpet, and you need your light. This is what Gideon gave them. Put the scripture up so they see it. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Here's the scripture. Gideon has now 300 men out of 30,000. 300 getting ready to go against 300,000. Because God says, you got too many for me to help you. Because you're not going to do this no way. Right? So Gideon said, what do I do? Listen to what he did. He divided the 300 men into three companies. And what did he do? Uh, Can can I use Josh and Callie for a minute? Just, Just come here. Let me tell you what he put in their hands. My children were young. They may not remember this. When I wrote this book, I asked my kids to do two things for me. I said, me and your mother gave you personality and a voice. We want you... To be who you are in this world. Don't be who we are. Be a bigger version of us. Embarrass us with how much God blesses you more than your mom and me. And then I threatened them. No, I did. If you ever, Joshua, if I ever see you. If I ever see you. Hide your light. If I ever see you, Callie, turn into something someone else wants. If you ever give away your revelation about yourself to someone else, I don't care if I'm dead. I'm coming back. I'm going to be a ghost. I'm coming up in there. Joshua knows the word said to me when he was little he said dad there are no ghosts in the Holy Ghost I said I'm going to tell God to make one exception to come back and talk to you because you only need two things you need your voice your trumpet and you need your light the revelation of who you are that's the only two things you need need say voice Voice. say trumpet Trumpet. say revelation Revelation. those two things because that's all Gideon thank y'all that's all Gideon gave them oh y'all didn't read it y'all need to read it we didn't read it y'all don't know Then he divided the 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with an empty, with empty pitchers. And so every man had a trumpet and every man had a light or a candle or some sort of oil lamp, oil, light, but he hid it in a pitcher. That's why I'm asking you to shift because the time has come for you to break the picture. You won't win this battle until you break the picture and let your light shine. Blow your trumpet. Let your light shine. As you break the lamp. Your enemies will be confused. Everybody that thought you were shy and thought you didn't have the guts to talk about what you do, they're going to be like, I can't believe she did that. <laughs> did she really just say that so everybody could hear it? Did he really just launch that? Look at him. They're giving him problems on the internet. They're just talking about him so bad. Look at this comment, look at this comment Look at what they're saying about her And I asked the question when they show me that I asked, show me what she said something back Did she say something back? No Did he say anything back? No, he did not respond I said, why would he? He just put it out there <laughs> Why would he be talking back? Why are you hating on me? Listen, that's why you put it out there Martha Stewart said it this way. I don't care what people are saying about me. I just want them talking about me. So she made $700 million in prison. Write it down on your piece of paper seven times. Break it. Seven times, write it down. Break it, break it. Break that jar, break that jar. Break it, break it, break it, break it. Write down seven times, blow it, 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 blow it. Write it down, write it down. This is how you get things in your memory. You don't get them in your memory by reading. You get them in your memory by writing. That's why you have to journal every morning. Write it down every morning, Write it down. That's how it's written on, written on the tablets of your heart. Write it with your hand. There's a connection between your hand and your brain. Don't just say it. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down every day. Write it down seven days, seven times, seven days this week. Write it down. I got to break it. I have 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 to break it. Time for me to shift. Time for me to shift. Time for me to shift. Time for me to shift time for me to shift. It's time for me to shift. I have to blow it. For those of you who aren't tired, but you're, you're subdued by what God's telling you in your own heart, I'll give you 60 seconds just to go into the darkness and the silence of yourself and just worship there. Just worship there, inside yourself. For a moment, forget about that God that's out there. Worship the God that's inside you. (laughs) Is, is, Is that heresy? No, it's not. The Kingdom of God is not in the East or the West. But the kingdom of God is within you. Worship the king inside you. Let that king inside you worship the other king that's inside you, the Holy Spirit. And if that's you this morning where you're at this place, you can stand on your feet for the next moment. And you can just lift those hands and just worship. You can just worship right there. I got to shift now. I'm tired, but I gotta shift. I'm broken, but I have to shift. I'm a little bit confused, but I have to shift. I'm hurt, but I have to shift. I'm wounded. I'm wounded. I'm wounded. I'm socially wounded. I'm mentally and emotionally wounded. But God, since you didn't talk to Gideon about that, I'm just going to lift my hands in front of you and say, you know I'm wounded. But I believe you're with me. You're already with me. You're already with me. God, you know my children are to which flow, flow and from. I don't know how to bring these kids together. But you can show me how. Uh, they're singing. You might want to come up and worship. You can socially distance if you like. If you want to come up and worship and just lift those hands. Got one more minute for this, and then we're going that need to give your life to the risen king today. No one move. Almost done. You need to do that. Here's the phrase you need to concentrate on as I ask you. If God created you to dominate, then the capacity to dominate is in you. What did I say? If God created you to dominate, it means the capacity to dominate is in you. Now it's really about building that capacity yeah. Yeah. Because his job is not to build the capacity uh, yeah. You have to do that on purpose yeah. If you get saved, you get saved for that reason You don't get saved because you're scared of hell Because this is almost equivalent <laughs> You give your life to Christ because you want to Figure out how to be like him He's the one that helps you through the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to give your life to Christ today, lift your hands in the air. Just lift your hands so I can see it. Hard to see. I see your hands. I see your hands. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's pray for them. Father, we receive into the body of Christ. We receive into the body of Christ those who are coming to you to discover who they are in you who they are in you, what they can do in you, the calling on their life. Father, they're coming out, and now they're saying, I want my voice, I want my trumpet. I want to break the container that's been holding me so that my light will shine. This little light of mine, I'm letting it shine. Hallelujah. We welcome them into the body of Christ. We ask that you baptize them in your Holy Spirit, that there's something living inside of them that's bigger than anything they've ever known. In the name of Jesus, amen? Come on, let's celebrate with them. Now, as we go home and dismiss you, those of you watching us online, you may not live here, but you want this to be your house right there in the chat on YouTube. You can email us. You can reach out to us and let us know that you are part of us so that we can be praying for you this week. In Jesus' name. I bless all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you peace in everything you do. In Jesus' name.